and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Cass. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about episode 17? Yeah, we're up to 17 now. Yeah, we're talking about episode 17, Secrets and Lays. Ooh, hot. You know, for an episode called Secrets and Lays, there are very few secrets and not a lot of lays. But it was nice and refreshing, because it takes place during winter, and it's a million degrees. Yeah, I would I would like to see some snow at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I never would say that in winter, but seeing as it is like 90 million degrees in our apartment, it would be cool. If there was I do not want to go to Vermont, though. Did they specifically say in the episode that they went to Vermont, or is that... I think they may have said it at some point. Okay, let's but read the episode description. It does say in there, so let's, yeah, let's read the episode All description. Alright, let's read the, the description. Okay. To take Will's mind off of his anniversary with an ex-boyfriend, Jack, Grace, and Karen take him for a weekend in Vermont, where Grace rekindles an old high school flame. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good description. That is, for change. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much more complicated than that. No, it's, it's an interesting episode, because I think we both really enjoyed it, but then when we like broke down the pieces, we were like, none of this really kind of worked. Yeah, I really enjoyed certain pieces of it. Yes. I didn't enjoy it as a whole episode, but I enjoyed, like, the beginning and the end and, like, a little bit of the stuff in the middle. Right. The experience of watching it was good. Right, but it was just, like, when we when we were talking about it, I was just like, yeah, that part was kind of weird, and mm-hmm. that was a little odd, and um, just one thing I wanted to note, uh, so the person who wrote this is Dava Saville? Da- Dava Saville? I hope you're not listening to this, because we've possibly butchered your name, but I'm sorry, sorry. Dava slash Dava. David, David. But the point is that the other episode that she wrote is The Buying Game. Yes. Which, if you remember, we... We had similar problems with. Right. It just, it's, it's a characterization of Will in both episodes that is strange. Yeah, because both episodes kind of have Will dealing with, like, a slightly emotional, like, tumultuous thing. Like, in The Buying yeah. Game, he's kind of, like, dealing with the fact that he has to become, like, super aggro, presenting hetero man. Mm-hmm. To, do his job. Yeah. And in this, he's, like, sad about the anniversary of him and Michael, but pretending not to be. Right. But, like, in both episodes, he just comes across very weird, and it rings very false, and, like, the emotions just don't seem to be working yet. Mm. Like, yeah. So I think that's, that's, for me, at least, one of the disappointing things. Yeah, I think that was just one of the things that, like, I sat there being like, I understand that the whole, like, plot of this is, oh, no, it's Will and Michael's anniversary. We don't want him to, like, spend all weekend moping, so we're going to take him out to do something fun. But then, like, we don't, Will just doesn't play that part. He doesn't play the part of someone avoiding the fact that he's sad about his anniversary with his boyfriend. It kind of seems like he forgot, actually. It kind of does. Like, the way that it's played and the way that it's written, it almost feels like he forgot and they're the horrible people who reminded him. Right. Versus that they But then they also didn't do that plot in the end, which would have been arguably better. Right. So, Um, yeah, just there was just some goofiness about it that didn't really work. But it's a great instinct. Oh, yeah. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm all about Michael showing up, Michael causing drama, this, that, Michael, this, that. Just because we see at least 75% of Grace's ex-fiance. Right. We don't see any of Michael. At least not to this point. We've not seen Michael yet. And we, at the very least, saw a torso of Danny. And so I'm all about any episode that has to do with it. So Mm -hmm. I love the instinct of it's the anniversary Will is pretending like he doesn't care, but he really does care. Right, like, it's a very good instinct. It's just the execution yeah. sort of falls a little flat. Right. The idea of them going to the cabin is a good one. Because it oh, yeah. It seems like you're setting up to have the characters out of their element, mm-hmm. not act like themselves, 
And then that doesn't really happen. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit, you know, like those bottle episodes of Girls where, like, Mm -hmm. it's just they take a couple characters and they're either in just one setting or they're with just one person that they don't normally interact with or something. And, like, it sort of felt like that's what they were setting up, but then they didn't actually do that. Well, and the bottle episode is a really great TV tradition. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've probably, we've objectively probably had a bottle episode in the apartment before. Mm -hmm. Um... Which is one way to do a bottle episode. Like, Friends right. has some very famous bottle episodes where they just stay in the one apartment. They don't right. even go across the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they went to the other place, it kind of felt like that was the setup we were going for, is that, you know, they were going to get snowbound, or right. they were just going to coincidentally stay in the place. Right. And I think that was maybe a very real missed opportunity, is that yeah. for some reason in writing this, uh, Deva and the other writers chose not to have them be isolated and kept it themselves. Right. They introduced this character that Grace is in love with. Or, they, you know, whatever. Right. They introduced that, like, gay bar that's empty yes. for one scene that doesn't go anywhere, and right. then Jack and Karen drop out of the episode and we never see them again. Yeah. It's, it's Like, did they abandon them in the woods? Like, what happened? <laughs> well, I did very quickly Google for the purpose of our listeners, and mm-hmm. there is another scene that's supposed to happen in the gay bar. Okay. And I suspect, based on the fact that Will comes back by himself and that there's a guest star involved, I bet Jack goes home with the mm-hmm. random dude... Yeah, that does sound like Jack. ...who lost the IMDb credit mm-hmm. and is now not a member of Will and Grace. Gotcha. They're like, I mean, oh, I we can't afford you. The problem is that the episode is really overstuffed because it's got to get through what is a very good opening sequence, which we'll come back to. Right. And it's got to get through a lot of, like, heavy lifting emotionally at the end. Mm-hmm. It... It did seem like they had, I don't want to say an embarrassment of riches, because what they had wasn't great, but they had a lot of they pieces. They just had a lot of stuff. It sort of felt like they took every possible piece of cabin-related filler yes. and stuffed it into this episode. Right. And, and they filmed a bunch of it, and then they cut less than things in the cutting room. Right. Like, I don't, was, it, was it supposed to be a two-parter? Like, what, what happened, guys? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. Like, and also, like, just a few things that stuck out to me were, like, things like, so Grace, like, is hooking up with this guy from high school. Right. Why is that such a huge deal throughout the episode? Like, I understand that it's, like, Will's anniversary, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to, like, make him feel uncomfortable, but, like, the way she talks about him at the end, you'd think that they'd, like, had a torrid six-month-long affair while they were in the cabin, instead of, like, they maybe hooked up once or twice. Right. Well, there's not even a lot of suggestion that this person, whose name is Campbell, and, like, it's clearly not important right. long-term, is anything more than, like, not even a fling. Like, it seemed like they just kind of knew each other from it's high like, school. It's like, yeah, I think they dated in high school, and then they I just... wouldn't even say they dated based on the interaction they right, had. Right, they, like, went on a date in high school. Because their initial interaction kind of sounded like, Grace was like, wow, you became attractive. And he was like, wow, you also became attractive. And they were like, we should bang. And she was like, no, I can't. And then she was like, okay, I will. Right. I don't... Like, it just, it feels like she was, like, trying to be morally conflicted, but then wasn't, because yeah. the stakes weren't really that high. Yes. Well, and, and so it was weird. And this is another thing where, looking at the episode, because this was an episode that felt weird to me, so I did a little bit of reconnoitering, mm-hmm. which I don't usually do after an episode, just, to, you know, I, that's... Sometimes you gotta mix things up. Sometimes you gotta mix things up. And one thing that I suspected... Bring in the bedroom. You know, whatever. Don't put it on your apple, you'll get a yeast infection. <laughs> One thing that came across when I was doing some research before this is that this is a really good example of uh, something that still happens today, actually, where in the first season of a show especially, but also later on, episodes are aired out of production order. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you film a show, you, you it makes sense. You film it in order. You don't, you know, film three episodes, then you film the pilot, unless you don't film it thinking it's the pilot. Right. 
So what happened in this situation is that this episode is actually intended to be earlier in the production cycle. Gotcha. Sometime around those other wintry episodes. Okay, because yeah, that did feel a little weird because like it didn't feel like it was winter in the last few right. episodes. Right. Well, because when does this episode air? Uh, this episode aired on March twenty third of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So at that point, like it's not really winter. Like no one would really be going skiing in Vermont in March. Right. That's because this episode is really supposed to be before the two part that we did a couple weeks ago. Oh, that does make sense. Because right. at the end of the episode, there's a big thing about how Will is upset that Grace is moving on faster than right, him. Right, because that also felt weird because right. like in like two, two weeks ago, ago, yeah, she like bonked his brother and he was pissed about that. Not that she was moving on, but mm-hmm. that she was bucking his brother. Right. So it seems like a weird retcon for him to go back and be like, well exactly. now I'm just mad that you're moving on and I'm not. And honestly, that's kind of exactly the thing that usually happens when you move things out of production mm-hmm. order. Because it's when, you, when you're making the show, you have a more coherent narrative vision, even if it's not as episodic. Right. Like, take, for example, there's another show, the AV Club did a really good write-up about this, uh, The Real O'Neills. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. So, they did, it was actually kind of almost the same situation. So, the plot of the show is, it's also gay-themed. Yes, because we only watch gay shows. We don't, but we can We do, do a little bit. Also watch Difficult People, but that's not related. <laughs> in uh, Real O'Neill's, it's an ABC show, kind of like a family comedy. The, mm-hmm. Basically, the premise is there's a five-person family. Mm-hmm. The middle kid comes out as gay. Very conflicted mother. There's a big Irish Catholic family. Right. She has a huge like thing about it. And as a sidebar, the show is really hitting at a good time because it's making a good use of like anachronistic feelings about gays, but also like really modern. Yeah. But, uh... Also, there's a really great scene where the mom's crying alone and eating a rainbow cake in the bathroom. Right. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. What happens is that a lot of the first season, which is about 12 or 13 episodes, is about this, um, 16-year-old gay kid and his mom really developing and coming to terms and having a nice progression of mm-hmm. the mother coming to terms with it, getting used to having a gay son, what that means for her. Becoming more accepting and more supportive. Right. And similarly to in this episode where... We see we see Will evolving before we see the steps in between. Right. We don't see you know we see the episode where he's mad at Grace for sleeping with his brother, not for sleeping with anyone. Right. Before we see the episode where he's mad at her for sleeping with anyone. Right. So the we, same thing happens in real news. Yeah, that's right. I totally remember that because there's an episode where like it's like they aired it as the second episode, and he's going on his big first gay date, which is a yes. really important step. But then like. Four episodes later, it doesn't make any sense because he's, like, freaking out about coming out at school or something. There's also the thing with the mom where, like, it kind of bounces around then. In one episode, the mom's fine. And then in another episode, she, like, has to, like, make a big deal out of defending him. Right. And then she's back to being fine again. Well, then there was that one episode where he was, like, tutoring someone and she was, like, throwing a fit because Mm -hmm. he watched Project Runway with this other mom, this cooler mom, which didn't make sense because the way they aired it, it was, like, three quarters of the way through the season. It's like, you guys would have dealt with this already. And there's a really simple, there's a couple really simple reasons why this still happens. Mm -hmm. First of all, um, a lot of it happens because networks see the whole series and they decide they want to air the episodes in a different order for Mm -hmm. positioning reasons. You know, maybe one episode does a better job of establishing, you know, a certain dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know, in this situation with Will and Grace, they probably wanted to have the two parts sooner because they wanted to get people hooked on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of thing. They had like a big-ish guest star, so... Frankly, we have a lot of problems with this episode that may have been a a factor is that they may not have thought the episode was as strong. Right, which is very true. Since it isn't as strong of an episode as, say, Big Brother is coming, it kind of makes sense to... Stick it, like, mid-March when everyone just is, like, kind of willing to yeah. accept whatever TV they can get. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, the other thing with comedies, 
it usually doesn't make that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. We're watching all the episodes straight through in a row. Right. We're seeing this sort of thing because we're thinking about it from a totally different perspective. Right. We're also watching it 20 years later. So when something doesn't make sense, we end up Googling why. We're like, did we miss some big 90s cultural moment? It's right. Like, nah, the production order was fucked up. Right. For both shows, this show 20 year, almost 20 years ago, the show that aired you know, this last season, they know that people are not yet tuned into this show. It's the right. first season for both shows. They just want to make sure they get people to see an episode that they liked. Right. They're just putting asses in chairs at this mm-hmm. point. They can worry about continuity and stuff later on. Right. And the other thing is, in second seasons, the reason that you don't move out of production order so much, that you have a better idea of what the network wants. Right. That makes sense. So when you write your episodes and when you film your episodes, they are more in line with the decision that's been made about what the show is. Right. That makes total sense. And I think that I'd also explain a little bit why sometimes um, things like holidays tend to get like reshifted so then the mm-hmm. ep- like first seasons like sometimes you'll see like oh here's this really great like in the example of the real O'Neills, there's like a really great saint patrick's day slash lent episode mm-hmm. which is great except that it was actually supposed to be much later in the production cycle but they didn't start airing it until like february yeah. so they moved it up to be like episode two or three which didn't make any sense exactly because if you get a pickup in the fall right. and real O'Neills premiered in what february maybe i think so yeah uh so there you go you have to adjust the episodes for timing mm-hmm. issues right because so. you don't want to have a Halloween episode in March. Right. It was, frankly, probably a little problematic that they filmed the Lent episode at all, thinking they might get picked up in the fall. Right. But anyways. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, so this episode aired out of order, and I think that that maybe explains, but does not necessarily explain yeah. all of the problems. It well, it, some. it exacerbates some of the problems. Yes, that's very true. Like, just, oh, God, just, Will, what are you doing yeah. in this episode? Like, I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. And also just the conflict of this episode is weird to me. Yeah. And I want to preface Let's talk this, that out a little bit more. Like, I want to preface this by saying I actually did enjoy watching this episode, and I thought it was a really good premise. But, so Will is annoyed when he finds out that Grace is throwing this big pity party weekend. Right. Which is fair. But he's also kind of suspected it the whole time. But he, like, yeah, like, it seems like he kind of knew, which is fine. And then, like, the conflict of the episode is actually more to do with the fact that Grace is, like, sneaking around dating someone. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, they're, especially in this, in the way that these episodes air, it's like, they haven't really been jealous in that way of each other that Mm -hmm. much. So that ring kind of falls. And also, like, it just would have been a lot simpler and smoother, almost, if he had just been mad when he got to the cabin and realized they had thrown him a pity party weekend. Right. And then, like, you know, gotten over it and they would have had a nice time anyways. Right. I mean, there are just, there are so many elements of this episode that I think a second look, sorry, not to imply that the writers didn't take a second look at it, please continue to watch the show or start. We like <laughs> you, and we don't hate the writers, Will and Grace, we just, we're kind of thrown by this episode, it's right. a little weird. I mean, there are just so many other ways you could combine the pieces of this episode to work. Right. You could have the, you could have Campbell be someone that both Karen and Jack are flirting with, you know? Right. You could have kind of the same thing we had in the previous episode, yours, mine, or ours. Right. I mean, I think there, and even in later seasons, there are episodes where they do stuff like that. Yeah. Where they introduce a third-party character, and, like, random combinations of people are all hitting on him. Like, I think right. there's an episode where, like, Grace and Karen both make out with the same guy or something. Right. Or, like, you know, you set it up where Will gets upset because it's a pity party. So then Jack and Karen are like, there's a gay bar 5.3 miles away from here, and then they just skedaddle. I would right. much rather see Jack and Karen in a gay bar than Will and Jack. Right, like... Uh, Will and Jack in a gay bar, frankly, feels weird to me just because... And there's a lot of reasons the show does this, probably, but 
I've never felt 100% about the fact that Will and Jack are presented with zero sexual chemistry. Right. Like, I feel like, the, and I mean, spoiler, they do explore that a little bit more as the show goes on. Okay. Like, it's a little bit more nuanced as to why they're like, no. But, like, I don't know. Not that, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. It's not that all gay dudes need to have a buffer person with mm-hmm. them if they go out in pairs or whatever. But just the idea that, like, Will and Grace are such good friends. Why isn't Grace ever, like, why wasn't it weird that she didn't go to the bar? Right. Like, I don't know. I go to the gay bars all the time. Like, it's just, no one is weirded out by my presence in a gay bar. But that's the thing that this show does all the time. Anytime I, any memory I have of being in a gay bar in this show, Grace and Karen are not present. There are no women present, which is weird because women are always in gay bars. Right. It's why the lines are so long and it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's surprising. It's, it would have made sense too, again, if, if we had just had an example, like if Grace had made up some excuse for why she didn't want to go. Right. If she faked a headache or something ridiculous. Right. Played into like the cheating, like, joke. Right. Exactly. There's just a lot of ways they could have fixed this episode. Also, still this pitch. Why, when they went to the gay bar 5.3 miles away, didn't a, like, rustic bachelorette party storm in? Right. That's what I want to know, because they're (laughs) always busting up our party. But you know what? It was the late 90s. I bet bachelorette parties hadn't thought about gay bars yet. When did that become a thing? Because, like, literally, I'm so over it. We go to this one really tiny gay bar here in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. and, like, all these bachelorette parties come in, and they're always disappointed because they're drunk, and it's a tiny gay bar. It's not a dance floor. It's, like... A weird combination of, like, baby gays and elder gays, and we're all just there to, like, listen to the share and get super drunk on cheap drinks. And so I they, bet it's only in the last ten years. Probably, but these, like, bachelorette parties, like, storm in, and it's like, get out. This place is crowded enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to relive the experience of Willem being here without Willem being here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah, like, this episode just was, there was just something about it that was weird. But there were a lot of parts that were super funny and a lot of parts that were really good. Let's talk about the positives. First of all, this episode for me, like, I could exactly see how this episode works because it had a really strong opener, it had a really strong finish, and it was Mm -hmm. the middle. Yeah. Excuse me. It was the middle that was weak. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the opener, first of all, I'm just, I'm just jotting stuff down right away. Oh my god, I could not write fast enough in the opener. First of all, the opener, on a plot level, does a really good job of establishing the plot. Right. That's part of the reason it kind of seemed like it was going to be a Bible episode for me. Right. Because it did such a succinct job of tightening and, things up. Right. And then once they get to the cabin, it was just sort of like, right. fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. But, uh, no, the opener, like, they're just packing. We find out what the plot is. It's Will's anniversary with Michael. Right. Scarfy is there. Oh, my God. Like, there's just so many things. You've got Jack making fun of Grace hiding the scarf that he doesn't like the scarf because mm-hmm. Michael got Will a scarf, and he's like, this is the $12 scarf that you get your boyfriend right before you dump him, and it's funny and horrible and scathing, just like you want Also, it's a Jack great scarf, eat. so I'm sad that Will can't wear it without being sad. I know. It's like a nice, like, forest scarf. green. I want a scarf like that. And then there's just so many things, and then, like, Jack's whining. He's like, why didn't you guys ever take me for a weekend away after I broke up with that guy? What was his name? He had blonde hair and a goatee. And Karen's like, honey, you just described a needle in a gay stack. Right. And so, like, they're just, they are on fire at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then they, they just kind of keep it up. And then it's Jack just, has, like, a little song. Jack and Karen come in and they, like, do, like, a whole, like, song and dance bit. Will and Grace are joking about fucking vegetables. Yeah, they're, they're like, we'll build a snowman. We'll do interesting things with the carrot. Like. Don't do that, though. You'll get an yeast infection. Yeah. Just like the whipped cream. Don't. Don't put 
food in your bits, okay? <laughs> don't put food in your butthole. Don't put food in your vagina. Especially your butthole. You might not get it back out. Yeah. You especially want to be careful with the butthole. You want to make sure it has a wide base. Now, if you attach the carrot to something on the wide base... It's still a bad still idea. Still don't do it. Because if it breaks off, it's not sturdy, and you will get a yeast infection. Oh, my poor butt just feels just itchy thinking about yeast infections. Literally, I just remember... So, when I was in college, we had this um, program that would come and talk sex ed to, like, college students, but they were always very real, and they would, like, actually tell you more than just, like, the uterus produces babies, <laughs> and boys have ball hair... Um, so, like, they would answer, like, actual questions about actual sex with other types of people. Right. And they were always very good about, like, explaining things in a non-gendered way. So, they'd always respond, like, like talk about someone, like, someone with female genitalia or a female-bodied person mm-hmm. or something like that. But I just remember, like, they made a comment once about, you know, don't put food in in your vagina or your butt because you'll get a yeast infection. And someone was like, no, 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 you can only get a yeast infection in your vagina. They're like, anyone with a butt can get a yeast infection. Do not put food in your butt. <laughs> it was just... Also, who's that? I'm assuming it's a dude. Who's that dude who decided to question the sex ed people at their event? It was definitely a dude. It was one of those straight dude bros that lived in every dorm on every college campus in America. Hey, I know, like, you're making your living, like... Teaching people how to have sex. Like, I'm aware like, that this is your job, but you seem like you're wrong. Have you ever thought about the fact that I'm a man and maybe I'm smarter than you? Like, have you seen the size of my male genitalia? Like, clearly it means that I know more than you about buttholes and vaginas. I mean... Only vaginas can get yeast infections. I've never had a yeast infection in my butt, except this one time at camp when me and Steve did this thing, but we decided it wasn't gay. Like, also, we said no homo afterwards, we high five. Right, and I just, I don't think it was a yeast infection. I think I just, like, rubbed against some poison ivy or something. Cause, yeah, you know, it was just weird because my butthole We were really doing itchy. it in the bushes, so I mean, it was probably... But it wasn't gay because we said no homo no, afterwards. No, right. <laughs> So what I'm, I'm getting at is... That was a really good piece of extended theater we just did. Do not put food in your butt. You will get a yeast infection. <laughs> I, if we've helped even one person today, I don't, like, I this don't, whole podcast was worth it. Literally, like, this is, like, a thing that I'm unfortunately known for in our friend group is reminding people of how they can get yeast infections. <laughs> like, we'll be out in a bar and be like, don't do that. You'll get a yeast infection. And they're like, what Two happened? Two strangers. To, what happened to you? Who hurt you? And I'm just like, I'm just trying to protect your butt and your vagina. See, this is why I've never gotten late going out with you because I you have talk never, about yeast infections. I have never once in a situation where you could possibly have gotten late been like, but don't get a yeast infection and then cartwheeled out. That's true. Like, you so act far. like I just come in and cock block you by being like, yeast infections! Like, it's much more like you are flirting with a person and I'm like, ooh, has anyone noticed Matthew's button fly jeans? Perhaps you could ponder what is behind the button fly and instead they are really drunk and we have to walk them home yeah and no one gets laid another thing i like that has nothing to do about me not getting laid sad uh we mentioned this a couple times but uh the cheating plot line yeah that was good i like that they subverted that yeah because again will and grace like especially in this season has been all about taking the straight plot line and twisting it and making it gay right and like literally like they're so explicit about it because when Will comes over, uh, what's his name? Chesterfield? Campbell. Campbell. Campbell is like, oh my god, is that your boyfriend? She's, she's like, like, worse. 
It's my gay roommate. And then she, like, you know, does the thing where she, like, tries to hide him in a blanket. That doesn't work. So then she shoves him outside and the wings right. are cold. And again, like, beat for beat, it is the same as a cheating like, plot line. I feel like I've seen that on, like, every 50 sitcom of anyone who's hooking up mm-hmm. with someone they shouldn't. Right. So they're like, go wait outside. And then they're like, oh, what are you doing home early? Ha, 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 go away. And right. then, like, sh- slams the door in Will's face and he's just, like, saying, they're right. like, okay, but let me in. It's right. cold. It's just, I mean, it was even staged like a classic sex farce where, where there's multiple doors mm-hmm. and people go into one door and out the other. Oh my god, it was so funny. So yeah, they totally played up like the cheating plot line with the, oh no, my my husband's home, you must flee. Right. And then it's like, and then when Will... And then the husband catches the, the cheating right. partner and it's all, you know. Yeah. Right. And so Will eventually does realize it's Campbell and if Campbell's gone and we never do find out if Campbell's mm-hmm. good as Karen said. <laughs> um, and then we have like this whole moment where like, Grace is like, I didn't want to hurt you. I was trying to protect you. And he's like, you don't have to protect me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Why are you shrieking? Because I'm not fine. (laughs) It's like that moment worked great. Like that was a good moment. I do think that was a good uh, call on the writer's part is not having the situation get super intense because there have been some fights on this show where like either Will or Grace has gotten way over the top just to get to that moment. Yes. I like that there wasn't really a conflict. Right. There wasn't really a moment where like, Will feels betrayed by Grace for, like, making out with a hot guy. And in the end, Grace is sort of right to not, like, get up in Will's business. Because as soon as Will finds out about it is when he admits that he's freaking out. Right. And he's like, and I miss Michael, and I'm sad. And she's like, that's exactly why I was trying to not do this in front of you. The conflict that Grace has is totally validated because... Will has exactly the response she expects him to have. Right. She's like, this is not one of those cases where she is predicting Will's behavior and is completely off. It is one of those moments where they are perfectly in sync. And they're so in sync to the point that Will doesn't even realize how in sync they are until he's shrieking. Mm -hmm. And she's like, then why are you shrieking? Right. Well, it's nice because while on the one hand, it's definitely healthier that Will does talk about this with her. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I don't feel like it's that unhealthy if he hadn't talked about it with her. Right. It's, It's a very in between. Like, it's, it's like real life, where like yes, sometimes it's really healthy to talk about these things, but sometimes it's you're fine and right. you're you're not fine, but you're fine. Right, and so like the episode kind of like it just it almost felt a little bit like too not sitcommy for me, if you understand. Yeah, what I mean. like it was almost too realistic that Will was like, I'm no, I'm okay. I mean, like I'm not okay, but I'm okay. It's like right. this is a sitcom. Like you need to go for the over the top reaction yeah. because it just it, otherwise it plays weird when everyone else around you is like scramp your. Well, that's the thing, is I think it's just, it didn't fit. It needed to either go all the way over the top to match the middle, or it needed to go a little bit more serious to match the serious part. Right, because, like, that's sort of the thing that I'm realizing as we're talking about it. It's like, this had, like, a weird arc of, like, sort of serious normal Will and Grace episode, turned into a sex farce, then went back to a normal Will and Grace episode, but, like... But don't forget, when it gets serious again, you start making jokes. Yes, as you always do. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Just, yeah, this episode, it was great. Like, I had a lot of good laughs. There were a lot of good jokes. Like, Karen and Jack were very funny, mm-hmm. especially their, like, strip poker game where they realized, like, literally three quarters of the way through that strip poker is only fun if you have sex at the end. <laughs> and they were like, Fair. aw. And then, like, there's, like, even silly things with Jack, like, inventing the word spramp when they're playing right. Scrabble. And then, like, you know, Karen backing him up because she always backs him up. And, right. like, Grace trying to use the word spramp and Jack being like, not the correct use of that <laughs> word. Like, it was funny, and it was, but it just, like, none of the, it was sort of, like, just a bunch of Legos, and no one thought to, like, connect them. Yeah. I don't know. It just, <sighs> it's now an appropriate time to mention that my original Twitter bio did actually say something about spramping yourself. Really? It did. I was, because I think I told you, my freshman year, I was really into Twitter, huh. and I was really into rewatching Will and Grace, so. 
that makes sense? I guess that's... It, yeah, sorry guys, like we're just, I think we just spent the whole episode being very, very confused. Yeah. And hopefully you are okay with that confusion. Right. But if you hate us, you can still leave us comments on our mixed comments. <laughs> um, we like it when you do that. Even Hi. if they're mean comments. Even if they're mean comments. We haven't gotten any yet. You know that you've made it when you have haters. Yes. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, if you want to be a hater or tell us you like us, you can find us on social media. Uh, we are on Tumblr at notacoupledpodcast.tumblr.com or on Twitter at notacoupleshow or you can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com Yay! Yay! And don't forget you can always find us on iTunes, Mixcloud, and on Google Play. We're singing now. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening to us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we hope you take some time this week to scramp yourself, especially because the world's been a fucking shit show lately. So we mm-hmm. hope you're all doing okay and taking care of yourselves. And we love you. And thanks for listening. Scramp yourselves. <laughs> all right. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one kitty cat. This episode of Not a Couple was brought to you by lubricants that don't give you yeast infections. When you have a choice, why pick yeast infections?